0: I have no doubt that John Eldridge in his book defines you have what it takes. What does that mean? I want to hear what your definition of you have what it takes means. Yeah, uh, for, for me, what it means to have what it takes, it's almost like when you have a coach or a teacher or a mentor of some sort and they see something in you and you don't believe it. And they press you, they push you, they encourage you, and then you start believing in what they see, that you have what it takes to, to, to lead other men. Um, you have what it takes to speak up. You have what it takes to be vulnerable. Um, you have what it takes to admit fault. Um, so I would say a lot of it's seeing potential and letting them know they have potential to do, they have what it takes to have that potential Um, to do amazing things and by by amazing I don't mean in a worldly sense I mean like in the eyes of God that they can repent that they can go to confession that they can be a light to others that they are not an annoyance to others and they can you know do something as simple as lead uh, a Bible study or cook for an alpha meal and they can do it Um, so many men just seem to be beat up and those words of affirmation to have what it takes to be the hero or to be the man, so to speak, should come from their dad, their father. And if they didn't have like a dad teaching them how to ride a bike and have that bond or or playing catch with the baseball in the yards, having a catch, there's such a thirst. For love and to know that despite that they didn't have that they can still get that back and that confidence to be one of the boys in a healthy sense not in like a worldly sense um yeah they can do it and that's that and that when you see them get that chest up head up you know shoulders back look that just that confidence that is helps other men see the conversion, and then they realize they can help other people who don't think they have what it takes as well. That's well said. So the last question is, um, in what you were saying, what, I was, what struck me was the kind of similarity in how Christ talked to St. Peter when he was, you know, Peter the fisherman, and mm-hmm. Christ seeing in him, Peter, you have what it takes, and Peter, of course, not understanding that at first and kind of failing miserably at first, so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about how Christ nurtured that in Peter to let him know, like, you you do have what it takes, Peter, and obviously um, to the point where he said, you're, you're the rock. Yeah, that's a really good question. I was actually just reading about that, so I think the Lord's providing something for me. But I think with Peter's response of when the Lord gives him the big catch of fish, And Peter's response is, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And the Lord doesn't leave him. And I think that speaks volumes of how we are supposed to be to other men. And we're called to, as Pope Francis has been begging us of the church, to accompany people. And often I think of the road to Emmaus, even to accompany them, when they're going in the wrong direction. And through that shoulder-to-shoulder bonding, that consistent love, when they don't feel like they're lovable, like, you know, like, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. Like, I'm not worthy of that shepherds. I'm not worthy of your male fraternity. I'm not worthy of the church. And to not leave them and just imagining, like, how the Lord looked upon Peter... Then, when you hear through that accompaniment, and when Jesus says to Peter, "Who do people say that I am?" and then He says to the apostles, "And they all answer. But then He looks straight at Peter, right in the eyes, and says, "Who do people say that I am?" You know, Peter says, "You are the Rock. You are the Christ." Um, that confidence lets. Jesus, speak to Peter and say, you are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, my ecclesia, and I'm going to ask you to go call out, which ecclesia means, you know, like church, it means to go out and get those who are just like you, who don't think they have what it takes, and to tell them about the brokenness, to tell them about the denial, um, and as soon as, the funny thing, is, as soon as Jesus does that. He tells him, "I'm going to suffer," and then Peter wants to get in front of him. And he, pulls Jesus aside. he pulls Jesus aside and says, "Lord, how dare how dare you? We will not let you suffer." And Jesus' words are, "Get behind me, Satan," which is interesting because as soon as we try to get ahead of God, obviously is Jesus, then we become satanic. And we're not letting Him lead. We're not really praying, Thy will be done. We're not really praying for the Lord to take care of us. And when we see what it truly means to be a man is to lay it down on the cross to, as you're in John fifteen thirteen, to know that there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. When men see that, and they realize sacrifice is extremely attractive Then they want to start doing that for others. But they usually have to have somebody else do it for them first. And then when they come to the realization that Jesus is that man, and when they come to the realization that I am so much like Peter, I am so much like John, I am so much like the apostles, then they realize the Lord calls broken men. And then they realize they read through all the Old Testament covenants, they read what Adam and they read about Noah, and they read about Moses, and Abraham, and David, and all these prophets, and they realize these are broken men who some committed adultery, you know, some of them had stutters, some of them were really old, some of them were really young, and nonetheless the Lord worked through them. And they realize the Lord is in the business of calling men who think they don't have what it takes, but when they surrender, when they truly surrender, themselves under God's will, under His protection, under His guidance, under His sovereignty. Only with Christ do they have what it takes. But when they try to get ahead of, them, ahead of Him, they ultimately do not. And the Lord calls them out of their own boats, just like Peter's boat, so to speak. He says, come into mind, and I want to show you how to make fishers of men. So really, to say you have what it takes to evangelize men, to help other men answer the call to holiness, to save our world. And there's such a need for that right now. I hope I'm answering the question directly, but I think it really just comes down to accompaniment, um, not running away when the Lord wants to get close, especially in your brokenness, especially in your feeling of, I'm just not worthy. That's why I don't think I have what it takes. The Lord says... I know you don't think you're unworthy, but I think you are. And that goes back to that potential, like seeing something others don't.